0: Alright, uh, so, today is a very special episode of BSing with Sean K, and I am your host Sean Neese. Today, it has been two years of the show BSing with Sean K, and I'm having a very special episode where I'm bringing on uh, various guests I've had throughout uh, the show's existence, and I'm going to start with uh, my first guest, who was the first ever guest on my podcast. And he is Alex Rowaski hey. hey! You've returned. So. I'm back. Yeah. So what's changed in your life since you were first on the show two years ago?
1: Uh, well, I've changed apartments like three times. And uh, now I do the animation myself. I no longer just tell somebody to do something for me i just talk to the client and do it myself and um not working in an ad agency anymore remember we talked about kind of a conflict i've always been against the establishment and all the all the punk stuff but then i'm just working for ad agencies selling beer and all the things i don't believe in and uh you know i do a lot of like independent film stuff some music videos and you know, I'll still take whatever jobs I can get, but uh, it's way more variety. It's not it's not uniformly terrible clients.
0: And would you want to find uh, – I guess at some point you'd want to find something more steady. Like if you could what, – what would you want uh, like as a more steady thing if you could have anything?
1: I mean, yeah, I definitely want something steady, but um, you know, I'm no longer in that beggars-can't-be-choosers mentality. I mean I'm doing fine freelancing. Uh, I can always improve. But if I find something that, you know, would be good enough conditions that wouldn't be so crazy around the clock, then I could take that. And I would prefer if it's not for some kind of cause I don't believe in. Ideally, I still have that same goal as last time we talked where, uh, you know, I want to build myself up and then see if one day I can apply that to like a nonprofit or anything that's trying to make a positive difference in the world. See if I can bring something to that and help out and make a difference.
0: So why don't we talk a bit about how how the first episode came to be?
1: Well, I just remember you talking about your idea for the podcast, and um, you wanted a first person to talk to, and we're close. Uh, so I just moved into the city. I think I was in my first tiny apartment, crammed into the corner. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you wanted to talk, and we had a Skype call, and that was it.
0: Were you surprised uh – that that we're here like two years later?
1: uh. Well, I mean, usually when you start something, you're pretty serious about it, so I'm not surprised you're still doing it, but it's surprising to see the direction that it's going in and how it's taken off and the crazy guests that you've been having on. I guess start off with just, like, some guy, (laughs) and now you're talking to these, like, YouTube celebrities and these amazing people with really interesting opinions.
0: I feel like every person I've interviewed has enhanced... Uh, my life in some way because I've gained some kind of new perspective (laughs) about things, new idea, a new way of looking at things. And yeah, I feel like each interview is kind of, I've grown after every, every interview I've done. I feel like I've,
1: yeah, no, I think that's what you're doing for the viewers too. Like you're, you're having these experiences from people you wouldn't have talked to normally. You get a new perspective. You can take, you know, what sticks with you and leave what doesn't and, and kind of grow as a person. And everyone listening gets to hear these things too. That's the, uh, the cool thing about this podcast that everybody's kind of communicating and getting ideas that they wouldn't have heard before and, and, you know, seeing what they like.
0: So anything you want to say, anything, final things you want to say about uh, two years of BSing?
1: Um, I just recommend that everybody listens to this and get some different perspectives, grows a little bit. And uh, anyone listening should probably try to make something in their own way. Everyone has different skills and talents. Um, Maybe it's not the same, but somebody should do something involved
0: all right well thank you very much for coming on again after these uh two years anytime yeah it was uh it was fun to reminisce and and i hope uh i hope we have like a a 20-year anniversary of this show at some point or something i don't
1: know (laughs) me too i'll be there
0: yeah all right so my next uh returning guest for uh this two years of bsing special is Laura dalligan uh, the psychic, hello. psychic, uh, Wicca expert and um, artist.
2: Hello, uh, hello. hello. it's a pleasure.
0: Yeah, she's uh, she's gonna do um, a reading of me and about uh, the, about me and the podcast. So.
2: Yep. Cool. Okay. So the first ones are some cards for you for your, I say for your near future. What's coming in for you? What's your star sign again? By the way, I like uh, star sign.
0: Taurus. Cool. Yeah.
2: Okay, so this is for you, for the near future. Ah, cool. Okay, so I think this might involve the podcast as well, because... But it's it's personal goals and and journey exploration. The first card you have there is a Three of Cups, so that's celebration. So um, abundance, joy, celebration. It's a bit of a, I know we're talking about the the birthday of your show, but it feels like it is a time of of success, abundance, and relishing in the good things that are coming your way. There's a kind of a very light energy and a bit of a harvesting of, of what you've done, achieved. So often with the Three of Cups, we've got a few cups raised there as well and you've got on this deck of cards you've got cranes which are kind of guides for life death rebirth so it could be a celebration of a, a phase of your life you're coming into a new phase as well but it's interesting because after you go for celebration you so maybe it it's about the podcast it could be just a personal sense of this time of your life you're having a, a success and you're feeling quite happy with yourself about it um it's interesting because you go to a place of feeling a little bit flat after that because you're needing new challenges, um, and it feels like it's almost like over. It's, the card says boredom on it? I'm not really, I don't really like reading the words on things sometimes, but it sometimes feels things may seem good for you, things may seem positive, but you're not feeling satisfied or there's things that are feeling a little bit flat. So, this is a good sign to take on board, right? What am I? I could continue doing what I'm doing because it's making me feel, you know secure i'm feeling i've got what i want in life with this but the sense of being a little bit flat a little bit lacking in the excitement and that's why afterwards we have the full card which is one of my favorites it's not a bad card it's not about being foolish but the, actually in this deck it's called the wanderer and it's about taking a chance taking a new journey you're going to get quite excited about new projects new ideas that are coming in for you and i feel you're taking quite a huge leap into the unknown but in the best way possible it feels very very exciting so it feels like a whole new phase of your life is starting so just if, just after a time of feeling quite flat and like oh, you end up in a space of i am now going to make this epic adventure i'm going to do this new start for myself so i feel that's in around about a three month period so you go from celebration woohoo, to a bit oh, to suddenly like turning quite a huge new chapter in your life i think in an exi- quite an exciting way that's you. Let me pull a couple of cards for the podcast as well. I think it's kind of linked to the podcast, but I'll pull a couple of cards for the podcast as well for the future of your podcast. Well, I feel like it's great because you've got this, you've got the Ace of um, the Ace of Stones there, and it feels like a bit of a landmark. Getting to two years is pretty epic, and it's a bit of a landmark, and it's become a foundation. It's become a strength for you and an earthing point, quite a focused, strong place. Um, I feel like you've got with the Page of Cups there. There's more, there's more emotion, there's more flowing. It's like you now can experiment more. You're going to take it in new directions, but it's like you're following your heart a lot more. You've set up something which has become quite a strong and solid entity. And I think you're going to have some adventure. Maybe even, it could be traveling in some way, but it feels like taking things out in a new journey for you. And also then you've got the King of Arrows, which is not the, um, often the King of Swords, as a kingfisher darting new ideas. I think it links in with the four part that I think it's very exciting plans that are going to really be quite fun for you for this to grow. But it feels you're involving more people and you're letting it flow in a more personal way, I think.
0: Oh, cool. So that's... Uh I guess that's the, the future or the, of, of BSing.
2: The, yes, kind of BSing. You've made kind of a strong, grounded point of, and you've worked really hard at that and now I think because you've got that, you can have a lot more fun with it personally or you can follow your own goals and I, I think you're flowing, going with the flow a bit more with things, taking things in a slightly more maybe fun direction for you but it feels creative and it feels exciting. And it feels like there's loads of inspiration. There could there be more writing involved or more ideas? Because I feel lots of sharp flashes of ideas coming through for you. You're like, yes. So you're not going to rest on your laurels, I don't think. I think you're going to be quite full of ideas. And your heart was quite full of excitement about it and adventure. And quite light and playful as well. So I think you taking it in some quite fun new directions.
0: Cool. Well, uh, yeah, thanks for, thanks for doing the reading for the, the two years of BSing.
2: That's all right. Yeah,
0: and uh, anything you'd like to say uh, before?
2: Well, um, if anyone would like a reading, come and find me at NordElegant.com. And if you enjoyed these cards, they're gorgeous, aren't they? They're really lovely. They're, the Wildwood Tarot, do check them out as well. Um, but, yeah, I the reading for you looks very – and for you and the, the project looks very adventurous and full of new ideas. So even though you've been awesome for the last two years, um, I think there's bigger and more adventures to come.
0: Cool. And then I guess we'll have to see what happens on the ten-year ten-year exactly. anniversary. Yeah.
2: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Properly global then. You'll be
0: yeah. all- <laughs> A lot of BSing then.
2: That's a lot <laughs> of BSing going on. Ten years <laughs> of it. All
0: right. Well, uh, yeah. Thank you.
2: No, it's a pleasure.
0: All right. So uh, my next returning guest is uh, stand-up comedian and uh, YouTube vlogger uh, Richard the Dick Coughlin. So uh, thanks for coming back.
3: It's a pleasure, sir, as always.
0: And uh, so, what what uh what can you update us on? What's been going on with your comedy and your videos since uh, we last heard from you? I think it was uh, last July. So.
3: Yeah, well, last last um last time, if it, last July, it would have been I would have been before. Since then, I've written a new show, um, a new stand-up show, which uh I've taken. I've done it a few times already uh, over the country, but I've done I've done it recently in uh, in Brighton at uh, the, the comedy festival there. Uh, I'll be doing it at Camden in the Camden festival. I'll be doing it at Hull at the end of the year. I'll be doing it at Edinburgh next year. Unfortunately, I couldn't go to Edinburgh this year um, uh, for the festival, which is on now. Uh, that's the main thing. But other than that, it's been uh, I've been uh, fortunate. I've, I've since the last time I've managed to go. A whole year without losing a YouTube channel, uh, which is which is a bonus, obviously. Um, uh, and, uh, and and am do still doing the podcast, left wing propaganda podcast, which is a uh, which is done which is done uh, done amazingly well. I I was I was uh, when I started doing that, I was surprised how uh, how well that uh, kicked off. So, but that's that's thing. I have I'm up to up to nearly eighteen thousand downloads on that now. So uh, that's all, that's all going well. Um, But the main thing, yeah, the main thing since the last time is I started writing a new show around around August. It's called called Anti White PC Manginas Activate. Um, The usual, the usual sort of generic title uh, for for me. Um, And uh, and, yeah, I started writing that around August. uh, Performed it in October, and it's kind of it's it's ready to go now. It's just unfortunately, I like I said, I couldn't get to the Edinburgh Festival this year. But that's the that's the main thing that's been going on since the last time.
0: So you've already like uh, performed it live. You're just kind of like expanding.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, really, so I, I I took it to when I took it to Brighton in May. It was, uh, it was sort of all the material was just sort of there, and I did it for a week uh, at the festival. And by the end of it, it was kind of all sort of fell into place. Really, it's uh, the, the show. It's um. I mean, I've always done bits about the Internet in my shows, obviously, uh, being on it. But now uh, the thing about this show is uh, it takes the sort of idea. I, I'm I'm discussing the same sort of issues that I normally discuss, the same sort of social, political issues, etc. But I'm doing it. The, the theme of the show is specifically about doing it through the window of the Internet, um, because... Now the the internet is now in a place where it's no longer like a, I mean years ago like five years ago even five years ago when I was doing stuff about uh, the internet it's it was kind of a niche ish kind of market to do because not everyone understood the internet but now we're at a stage where the internet is something everyone's got uh, you know like you you know your mum you know your mum uses internet your, your grandparents use um, we all remember the the tragic day our mum tried to add us on Facebook and uh, stuff like that. So uh, these, so that's kind of what I'm looking at, looking at. I'm sort of taking the and plus it's it's it's, it's relevant now. I mean, you look at um it, you look at the news now and it's like uh, every every news every time the news is on every day there's a story about something someone said on Twitter that has got them in trouble or some some post on facebook that some politician has made that's got him in trouble i mean apart from donald trump he's the only one that's sort of immune to that he's it's kind of i i'm expecting a news story where it's like donald trump says something sensible on twitter he's the only one who's kind of immune uh, to, to that every other politician or public figure gets in immense trouble
0: so uh i guess uh like uh before we wrap up like any other things you want to say like about like two years of the podcast or just like what you've observed? I mean, I don't know how many episodes you've listened to or whatever.
3: Uh, I've done, um, Oh, your podcast,
0: you mean? Yeah. All oh, right.
3: Yeah. I mean, I've, I've listened to it. I've, I've listened to the Steve Hughes one. That was the main one. I, uh, the main one I listened to all the way through. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's good, man. You just got to just keep plugging away. You know, keep you know, it's it, do, doing stuff like this. It's all about sort of hustling. And, um, it's like I, I run a gig. I run a gig in a, a stand up gig uh, in in Croydon, uh, in, in South London. And I, it's a gig where I can't offer. I don't offer the acts a lot of money, um, but it's one because I've been doing it a while. You know, I can you know, I, I know people. And so I can get I can get in and sort of like, you know, I, I can get acts who are worth way more than I'm paying. Um, because I'm hustling you know because I'm just sort of saying look can you come in and do this if you're not doing anything you can come over and 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 that that's what you've got to do with this man if you just stick it you know you've had some you've had some really good guests on here I'm not going to include myself in that uh but um, if you you've had some good you've had some good guests and you've had some good interviews on here and you've had some interesting people different types of people You had, you know there's a there's a woman who was an artist on here I can't remember her name now it's it skips it escapes my mind but um you know, but you you know, just go out there and find different people, and just um, and yeah, find you know, find and, and then occasionally, once in a while, you know, just go and ask for it. I mean, there's no harm in asking people. You know, I mean, do you, do you remember uh, there's that thing earlier uh, earlier this year? Barack Obama ended up on some random guy's podcast. It was a. I'm not saying you're going to get Barack Obama. That's just you know, <laughs> don't don't get your hopes up that high. But what I'm saying is, you know, there's no reason why you can't get people. In I mean, I've done it before when I've made uh when I uh, years ago, when I was make I was involved in a few people who were making films and that and documentaries. And you just, you just send a, you just send a, um, you know, just, just send an email off and say, we do this. Would you have a, would you have this time spare for that? And people, people will say yes to it. You know, you'll be amazed what you can get people to uh, talk, get, talk about. And as long as you've got a direction for it, that's what I think, you know, that's what people come, people will come for.
0: All right. Uh, yeah, well, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on for the two year, uh, two years of BSing special.
3: Absolutely. It's been an absolute pleasure, sir.
0: And uh, yeah, so uh, maybe we'll be doing like a, a 20 year anniversary at some point. Uh, if I'm still alive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm still
3: here. Well, let, let's hope so. Let's try and make it a five. OK. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: And, uh, all right. So, my next guest is, uh, my next returning guest is uh, Christopher J. Smith. I interviewed him on episode 12 of this podcast. And, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on to the two years of BSing episode.
4: Thanks, Sean. It's good to be on. Thanks for inviting me back.
0: Yeah, no problem. So, uh, what what can you tell us about what you've been doing uh, since we last heard from you? What what are uh, some of the updates?
4: Yeah, I think the last time I spoke to you, I think we had uh, a Sedona retreat coming up. And uh, so we did that in March. That's through uh, Collaborative Consciousness, uh, which is a guy that I work with called uh, Niko so um, who has a YouTube channel online called Scarlet Moon Online. He's an astrologer, tarot reader, and um, uh, energy healer, if you will. So we did the retreat. It's in Sedona and it was a, it was a good big success um, everybody got something good from the retreat and so we've got uh, two more coming up one in August this year and which is going to be in the UK August uh, 9th sorry 6th to the sorry 7th to the 10th of August and then one in September as well which is going to be in uh, Washington uh, Washington State so, yeah, pretty cool. I've also, I'm just partway through writing my, my first book, um, which I'm not fully sure on the title yet. I've got a few titles in the works, but um, it's going to be a, a powerful book with lots of practices, meditations, contemplations. Um, and I hope to have that out definitely before the year is out. So... Yeah, and pretty, just been pretty busy, busy with different stuff, some business ventures and things. So yeah, it's all been good.
0: And has this book been uh, in the works for a while, or uh, how long have you been?
4: Not really. It's um, to be honest, I'm not the best writer in the world, or it's not something that should I say that comes natural to me, um, and it's not something that I particularly enjoyed. But since I've been doing the book, I'm really, I really am enjoying it, um, which is which is good. Um, so it's not something that I kind of planned. It's something that I've been in my mind on and off throughout the years, but I think now is the right time for everything to kind of come together for me to kind of put everything, everything that I've kind of learned and experienced and put it within this book and make it accessible for people so that it's a powerful tool. It's going to be like a pocketbook that people can take with them everywhere whether it's work, in meditation, in contemplation, at home, wherever it is, on the travels, and to really get them in touch with, you know, the deeper nature of who they are, and also in touch with their life purpose or a life purpose.
0: So, um, is it going to go into like your life experiences and your uh, own? spiritual journey is it going to just be more what you've learned like on a universal level
4: Mm. i think it's going to be more concentrated on getting straight to the practical you know get kind of getting to the understanding understanding what is inner awakening and what is this thing called life purpose and getting straight to The understanding of that, and then the practices of that, and the application of that. But there may be the odd odd, um, kind of story in there of my own personal experiences, and there'll be a lot of other spiritual stories in there as well. So it's going to be a good, a good, powerful, interesting, insightful book. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
0: And where can people keep updated, like about this book and when it's going to be out and everything?
4: I'll probably, I'll update things uh, on my YouTube channel and I will, um, you know, leave links and things and then people can get, there'll be updates on my website, silenttruth.co.uk. It will probably also be updated on collaborative-consciousness.com as well. And also, if people come to my my Facebook, which is uh, Christopher J. Smith,
0: all right. Well, uh, and I, I, I was thinking um, for this uh, special episode, an interesting topic would be, uh, like, with this, with this uh, new age of uh, information and podcasting and, uh, like, all the, tech, all the new kinds of technology and media we have, uh, in what ways has it, uh, like, what have been, like, the pros and cons as far as, like, people being more spiritually connected and people being
4: less connected? Hmm, that's a good question, yeah. I think with every – I see social media basically like it's a tool. And I think that um, it's always – what makes the difference with a tool is the intention behind whatever it is that you're using that tool for. And, you know, obviously, as, as we know, a lot of people can use this tool of social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. For more, more trivial things, for for things they can even use it for things that might not be productive in terms in terms of uh, conflicts and arguments and things like this. But that depends upon again the intention and the level of consciousness of the individual that's using the you know that's using the social media. So for somebody that is coming from you could say, you know, a higher level of consciousness, if you will, or you could say they're coming from more positive intentions. Then I think it's a fantastic tool because I think it connects people together. It gives people the ability to share all kinds of positive information and, and insightful information. Um, so I think from that that's you know from that standpoint, I think it's a fantastic tool. I really do
0: is there anything uh you want to say like uh as a final kind of thing for this segment maybe about uh anything you want to say about like maybe my podcast or just like anything in general
4: yeah well I, I love your podcast and i love you know chatting to you and and i think you're doing a real good job with all the different guests and and i like your interviewing style i always enjoy our our uh you know interactions on here and um and, yeah, just just keep doing what you're doing, man. I love these type of shows because, like we've just said, about social media and about connecting people, it's a, I, lo- I love it because it is about bringing that variety together, mm-hmm. you know, and, and chatting to kind of real people, if you will, you know, or people that are more in the kind of, if you want to use the word, more underground, you know, that are not kind of mainstream. Yeah. And I think that it's it's vital to get that as well because not everybody makes it to the top, but yet everybody has something to offer, something valuable. And so yeah, I, I, I really enjoy what you're doing. So yeah, it's, it's all good. Thank
0: you. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess it's uh, it's part of that thing where people, you know, are in kind of their own uh, little group of like ideology or whatever, and they forget. That we're really just all we're we're all you know kind of the you know we're all humans we're all you know and that uh, we have a lot more
4: in common than we might think. Absolutely, yeah. That is one of the first things within my book that I put is that you know we have so many more similarities and differences, and we have to remember that you know we all go through similar experiences we all go through similar challenges and and, and go through similar sufferings and similar kind of good times if you will you know we again we all share we share so many more similarities and differences and if we can focus on the similarities and allow that to help us connect more together then you know, it helps us become more accepting of, of the differences as well.
0: All right. Well, uh, yeah, this has been a very good, uh, conversation, I think. And, uh, thanks for coming on for the two years of BSing special.
4: Uh, oh, thanks for having me on Sean. I appreciate it. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you.
0: All right. So my next guest on, uh, this episode of, uh, this special episode of BSing with Sean K, uh, two years of BSing is, uh, it is, of uh, the No One Likes Your Band podcast. So thanks for coming on.
5: Not a problem. Thanks for having me on again. This is like my third appearance on the show. I'm
0: super excited. (laughs) You've been my most uh, frequent guest so far. Woohoo! So, uh, what what can you update us on uh, as far as your music? I know you've since uh, we last I last interviewed you, you moved more into rap with your style.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm just never satisfied, so I just kind of jump all over the place and I make all kinds of things. But like, uh, moving on to like the whole hip hop thing. Honestly, it was like, um. It was a decision that came from multiple factors. Of course, I just wanted to you know, keep making music. And while I am still active in MEH, it's just that MEH is a band that, like I tell people, we've been in our victory lap since 2013. So it's not a high-priority project for any of us. Um, it It's done way more than we ever imagined it would. So we just kind of do our own things, and we... We work on me eight stuff gradually, but um, I wanted to keep making music and I wanted to make sure I could perform it live. So I was like, "What can I perform live as just one person?" And I was like, "Well, it's hip hop." And uh, when my friend Crocker, who was a you know it was a pretty known hip hop artist around here, when he passed, I was I was kind of like. I was kind of feeling like I wanted to do something to show respect to his legacy and just kind of, for lack of a better way to put it, just kind of pick up the torch, you know, and and so it was like those two things. And basically, like, I just have a lot of fun making beats like that's kind of what I I've been doing that in my spare time for As long as I can remember. So basically those three things, I just went, fuck it, I'm a rapper now.
0: (laughs) So There's more uh, expression in the hip hop, like more getting your thoughts out than there was with the metal stuff you did. Yeah,
5: it is. Because like, uh, I mean, with with all the metal stuff, like you can't really understand what I'm saying. And even (laughs) if you did, the lyrics are all very cryptic and and, you know, really vague. And you're like, what the hell is he talking about? And, uh, but, like, with hip-hop, it's, like, especially, like, the style that I'm doing, it's not, it's not, I don't want to say it's, like, anti-mainstream, because it's not really anti-anything, it's just me. But, like, it's, like, a... Uh, it's not a trying to be anything point. else, really. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, I feel like it sums it up pretty well in this one line I got in a song It says it would be a disservice to not just say how I feel. And it's like, I feel like that's missing in hip hop. And, uh, that kind of goes back to the whole thing, like, like kind of carrying the, like picking up the torch or whatever from Crocker. Cause I mean, he always said exactly what he felt, no matter if, you know, it pissed some of his family members off or, or if it got him, blackballed in the local industry so to speak like he always said exactly how he felt and that's how I always felt hip-hop should be it's not I mean you know if you're out there getting money and everything and you rap about getting money cool whatever but if you're broke as hell and you're talking about getting money that's fake (laughs) that's fake so it's like I'm not rapping about stuff like that I'm rapping about self-discovery like trying to Find yourself and trying to find your place in life, and being, you know, broke and frustrated and doing everything yourself. Like, I'm just rapping about my life, you know. And it's like, and I feel like it went right along with the whole, you know, writing thing that I do from time to time. Like, people, people have said they enjoy my stuff as a writer. So I'm like, well, if you like, listen, uh, if you like reading what I write, then theoretically you should enjoy. Hearing me say these same things in a rhyming fashion over a crazy beat that I made,
0: (laughs) (laughs) and I guess uh, determination was probably one of your most personal, right? That was about like your stress and all that, and
5: yeah, I mean a lot of a lot of the songs I write now are they may not seem obvious lyrically, but it's all about just my life and how I see it, and determination. Was really one of those songs where, and and that's uh, it's like I was telling you the other night. Uh, that's why I was so happy when I found that Alan Watts sample without any background music over it yeah. because that that section, uh, well, I cut it down for time and just for pacing because Alan Watts speaks very sort of paced and yeah. you know like that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, like, uh, it, it worked out so well because that whole little clip is basically another side to the same coin that I'm talking about on that song. Like, he's talking about, like, you know, you having your life in your own hands because basically you're God. not And, and you know, like, not in a politically kingly sense, but in the sense that you are everything. It's like... And everything like that and 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 not even in like an arrogant way or anything but i just felt like it was really perfect and uh yeah that whole ep man possessed i mean it's i don't know if concept eps are a common thing or whatever but yeah that's like a con a, it's a conceptual ep like literally man possessed because because, like, that's how I feel right now. I'm a man possessed by just the desire, not even the desire, but the need to put music out there and then just
6: more so you almost or less feel like, like it's coming from somewhere legacy. else in a way?
0: Or? So what? You almost feel like it's coming, like, from somewhere else, like some kind of inspiration, like the music you heard, Or
5: Dude, I pretty much always felt like that. Like, um... Uh, the stuff that i write like even even when i was first starting out and it was all terrible like <laughs> uh, i would write something and then go back and read it and went like damn i wrote that like because I, I have like this kind of rule where i like if i write something i have to put it out i have to put it away for like at least a good 12 hours and just kind of forget about it so i can try to view it more objectively And a lot of times I've just kind of caught myself going like, wow, I, I wrote this. This is okay. This is kind of deep, I guess, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel like, uh, I don't, I almost feel like I wasn't, I didn't choose to make music. Music chose to come out through me. I don't know if that sounds pretentious or anything, but that's how I feel about it. (laughs) But I'm, I'm, if that's the case, I'm glad it did because it's it's given me a a very interesting life. Like when I was a kid, my dream was being being a well known musician that could just walk into a room and would have people immediately know who I am and then be able to work with other artists that i respect just by like you know calling them up and going hey let's do a song together and being able to go do shows and meet interesting people and do all this and that the only thing between my childhood the only difference between my childhood dream and my life now is i don't make like hardly any money at all and i haven't traveled the world but that's it like Lots of people know me. I've gotten, I've worked with so many people that I respect. I've met loads of the most, like the most interesting people on the planet. Like, I've had, you know, great in-depth conversations with total strangers. And, you know, I feel like, I feel like in a way I've gotten everything that I wanted. I, I'm getting everything that I wanted out of music. Like I wanted to just live a fun, interesting life, and that's what I live. But it's just I'm not, you know, a star, so to speak. And I don't really care about that. As far as like the the whole two years of podcasting thing, man, that's fucking awesome. And I like I like I've told you before, I really dig what you got going on with this show because. It's truly unique. You're talking to a wide cross section of people from all kinds of different backgrounds, doing all kinds of different things. But at the end of the day, they're all people who are doing the thing that they want to do. And it's like you've got kind of a a philosophical, existential comedy show almost. It's mm-hmm. really cool, man.
0: And and I
5: wish continued success, man. <laughs>
0: Like you said uh, you liked the uh, and I, I updated the description and everything to say that because before I yeah. I, because I thought it was more about more than just interviews it's about who I choose to have on it's kind of non nine to fivers.
5: yeah I think I think you really nailed it man and uh it, it really kind of made me rethink my own life in a way because I'm like wow I guess I am kind of living the non-traditional lifestyle doing my own thing so I mean in a way that was kind of a Almost kind of a confidence boost for me. I was just like, oh, cool. Yeah, I'm doing my thing. Yeah, I'm <laughs> living life my way, damn it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's, that's really awesome, man. And and uh, that's the beauty of podcasting, though, right there. Like you get to, you're not going to be able to hear perspectives from all these type of people on television or even, you know, public access television necessarily. It's just, you know this is one of the reasons why the internet is such a great thing because you get to hear so many different perspectives from so many different people that normally don't even get a voice and you're giving those people a voice, man. And that's a beautiful thing.
0: But the, yeah. Cool yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Any final things you want to say?
5: Man. Um, shout out to everybody out there supporting independent media Y'all make the world rotate, and y'all are awesome people. And uh, basically, uh, get out there to a show. Go see your local artists. I don't care if they do stand-up comedy or poetry or whatever. Get involved in your local music scene and buy my album, tgtapes.bandcamp.com. Go buy some of the other stuff on that label. It's all really cool stuff. Uh, check out my podcast, N-O-L-Y-B.com. Make sure you continue listening to BSing with Sean K because it's the shit. And, um, yeah, basically, DIY or die. I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah, and definitely check out his album. Actually, uh, I meant to say this earlier, but, like, you and I, uh, Gani, who, what was that other guy you have Gani, how do you say his name Gani, uh... uh,
5: yeah Ghani Gatama Gani yeah. Gatama
0: yeah you and Gani Gatama have become like two of my favorite rappers at this point so. sweet yeah sweet
5: <laughs> I'm gonna make sure to tell him that cause yeah. he actually just had a kid so I don't know if he's even trying to rap anymore so <laughs> so I'm just like oh man people still listen to you go, go out there and rap <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's dope though man he's real dope yeah <laughs>
0: All right. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for coming on for uh, this special episode.
5: And And I appreciate it. I'm down to one percent right now on the battery. All
0: right. So uh, my next returning guest is uh, my friend Jorge, who is an artist that goes by the name uh, Neilio Bugallo.
7: Hello, how are you, Sean?
0: Good. How how is uh how, how have things been since uh, we last heard from you?
7: Uh pretty busy. Um it, it not much has changed in the sense of uh, what I'm I'm doing, I'm pretty much doing the same things uh art-wise, but there have been other projects in the works that I've been kind of like um trying to incorporate and in, in, in start They've been concepts and ideas, but they're just adding to the the list of things that I got that I got going on. Um, I'm hoping to open up the online store for my um, my uh, Jurassic Park fan art and stuff like that and dinosaurs. I'm either late September or early October have it already because I'm I'm work I'm finishing off some of the products right now. I have a bunch of bunch of them that I posted on Instagram and, and some people seem to really like what I'm doing. So I already I think I have like two pre orders for like these uh, wooden boxes I'm making that look like crates, like dinosaur crates. And um they'll be engraved and, and wood burned, so it'd be really cool to put like just whatever stuff you want, like little jewelry box. But it'll look like, it'll say like live animal, whatever. You open it up, it has fake K in it. It's pretty cool little things and stuff like that. And then the custom toys and, and um, some exclusive posters that will not be found on the Red Bubble site that I have going on right now, which is sell shirts and posters and prints and laptop skins, all that type of things. But um, for that, that's what's been keeping me really busy, the whole Jurassic Park thing. Um, I kind of put a pause on my, um, paintings for the moment. I will start up with on them soon. Um, cause I hope to have a good set collection to start up for next year and, and get some gallery shows rolling. But that's been just keeping me really busy, you know? And,
1: uh. We've
0: also we've also uh, had an idea to collaborate on like a graphic novel since
7: the last. Uh yes, we have. Um, it's this this started out as um, a project uh, of a poem that I wrote uh, a while back called Monsters, and it's um it's about the real real monsters that exist in our world, which are you know the the people that. That not only harm humans, but harm animals and any other life on this planet. That that's really it. it almost in a in that in that way that shouldn't be, you know, like uh, serial killers, uh child abusers, and animal abusers, and and all that sorts. And it's it was a poem that I wrote, and it it starts, you know, talking about how monsters are real and whatnot. But you're thinking at the beginning of the poem, it's just monsters you know like uh monsters inc or like ones that live under your bed but you end up finding out that i'm really talking about human beings and so then i thought wow maybe i can incorporate this in sort of an art form so um i was looking at videos on youtube where you know talking about like the most evil type of people and, and whatnot and from there i rediscovered the The deep web and dark web and stuff like that. And I've read about it for a long time. But uh, that I rediscovered how evil some people can be with some of the stuff that's posted on there. And a lot of it's on the surface web too. But um, just, you know, whatever. And I had sent you some videos like, hey, check this out. Look how messed up this stuff is, you know. And you saw some of them. And then we actually – an idea – and um, you formulated the idea, you, you put the, the basic concept. And I had kind of an idea in the same, and we kind of just meshed it together. And it's become something that we've been discussing lately. Um, and it sounds like a very promising project. Um, do you want to discuss some what it is? Yeah, it's
0: uh, called, I was thinking called uh, Dark Shadow, about like uh, this being that's not really human, but he, he's like a vigilante. And uh he can take the forms of uh, he can change his form at times too, and trick people. And what he does is he goes and he hunts down people the people who uh, own those sites and he kills them. but like he usually takes the form of their victim. I, w- I had a, I had a couple ideas. One would be like one of the people who runs those sites that abuses animals. He turns into like a pack of dogs and like eats the person.
7: yeah so, yeah it's it's a and awesome idea where we have this like vengeful vengeful type of being and at first when we discussed it like oh this guy or whatever i thought what if this thing that's hunting down these people that do this not only sites we can actually branch out from that to other people that, that 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 do other things you know um is not even human and that's where we got this idea of it being some being you know because um if it was human, it can be killed and it can be like uh manipulated and whatnot, but if it was like i i kind of I kind of think about it as almost like the Terminator, you know like um he has once since that one thought in in his in his uh networking and his process of thinking, it was just like kill in the first one it was kill Sarah Connor, and that's what he was gonna do I mean it's not gonna be uh a gray, there's not gonna be a gray area in this. I, I would uh, I would say, um, I don't want to do um. I guess the gray area would be the killers. You, you know, I mean, I guess they would be kind of the gray area, showing that uh, human error and stuff and whatnot. But at the same time, showing that they're, you know, what I mean. They can say something and they can say they can change, but uh, most of the time, it's just in their nature to be what they are just killers, you know, like, um, like that, um, it'll be more discussed. It'll be, of course, more molded, you know, this is all concepts and ideas that we're working on, but, uh, mo- mostly you're going to be doing the uh, the draft and writing and I'll be illustrating it, which is awesome because it takes a lot off of, uh, like, like I told you, like, uh, on the last segment, I was working on my own graphic novel and it ta- and it's taking such a long time because I'm writing it and drawing it. So it's like, you know, but just being able to just concentrate on the illustration. It's awesome. It's not like we're creating something. It, we're, we'd be creating something um, on the realms of real, you know, what I mean? by by putting real things that are really going on, like human trafficking and, and child abuse and animal abusers and whatnot. That's all real shit. But at the same time, we're creating this being or whatever. So it'd be kind of a supernatural thing. So we can embellish certain things i mean you can make it scarier but at the same time the truth is always scarier than than than, uh that i guess would be the point of this thing it would be it'd be created kind of like as a consciousness of every person on on the world that's kind of like we're tired of being losing our daughters and sons and blah blah this and that and and seeing all this abuse like kind of like almost like um uh what happened with that um with that line which you know pretty much i'm I'm a huge uh i'm a huge animal rights person and um it, with that whole like media frenzy that happened with that line that got killed and uh, a lot of people are saying oh man fuck that we don't care about that line blah 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 and a lot of people actually cared and it, the point being it's not just it's, it's just about a line it's about the what we are doing to these species on our planet. It, it, I, I posted something, I think you saw, like a hundred species since like I, in the last hundred years, it, it, all gone. And most of them is because of us. Uh, but it's it, humans have become somewhat of a plague when it, go, it comes down to it with, with nature. We we destroy, we we just go in, we just, uh, these parasites just munching on the planet, just taking it apart. You know, the, the whole thing what I was trying to say about that line was that now it's brought the forefront. Uh, I mean, it's brought this issue to the forefront of poaching these animals, from elephants to uh, the rhinos. I think there's there's one there's one right white rhino alive now. One, the other one just died, and I think it's just one. If if I'm wrong. Then it might be three, but I'm pretty sure it's just one, because I had read somewhere it's the last remaining one, because the la- the other one just passed away. That's one. When this species was was rampant in Africa, now it's just down to one animal. That's 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 horrible. You know, that's that's incredibly horrible. It's like you know what I mean. And now you know what I mean with the lions. They 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 killed this lion. There was a protected lion, and it's the way that this lion was killed that, that, is, that has become um, a huge issue. It was lured out of its uh, preserve and shot with an arrow, which is Ill- illegal in, in some of the hunting regulations they have in Zimbabwe. And it was just, it suffered for 48 hours with this arrow in it. And then it was shot down with the kill strike. And then, bam. Cut off his head, skinned it, and then left this this beautiful creature to just it, it, its carcass just to rot in, in the sun. But it's fucking disgusting. It's it's horrible. It, it and it's like what what type of person do you have to be to go out there and do this? Like I, I I don't know, and it and it bothers the hell out of me. And that's what it that's what I guess resurfaced my whole um. Monster's poem that I wrote a long time ago, but it resurfaced that it, it came back to the surface. So I'm like, wow, this is this is a perfect example of how how much of a piece of shit some people can be. And this yeah. guy's a rich guy, and he's like hiding out. And I think uh, some photos of him surfaced not not too long ago. And he's he's fine. He he killed this animal and whatnot, and he's killed other animals, and and now it's become a big now it's become more. Or relevant issue that everybody knows about.
0: Anything uh, you want to say, like about like two years of the podcast, I guess, or when you you were a more recent guest, like uh, on the last
7: episode. I, I like where the the I love how um your show is progressing. How it's uh, there's so many different um minds that appear on here from so many different walks of life. It's freaking awesome, um, and it's cool to be on another podcast um where the first podcast i was just basically talking about how i am as an artist and this one i'm just telling you a bit about um my world in general how i view the world you know yeah Um, how like uh it a lot of this stuff influences my art anyway it really does even though i i (laughs) i draw a lot of dinosaurs but you know uh i don't know i just um I, 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 I just, I, I really want to see a better world. And, um, I don't like the one that we're in right now. It's just, there's so many wrong things and whatever. And, I don't know. Just, uh, it, it, it's growing up, just, uh, seeing a lot of these things. I always wondered why this, why that. And now, as more I find out, it's kind of freaking scary. <laughs> How this world can be so cruel, you know? It's like boy meets world, but really messed up. <laughs> yeah.
6: <laughs> you
7: know? But, um, I don't know, man. You just keep doing your thing with these podcasts. They're awesome. And I love hearing, um, all these walks of life and what their story was and how they became like, what they are now or what influences them, what is their inspiration. It's, it's pretty cool seeing so many different views, you know? So, yeah. So uh, I can't wait to hear the, the anniversary one.
0: All right. Well, uh, thanks again for uh, coming on, Neilio. And,
7: uh, yeah, no problem, man.
0: and, uh, yeah, so, uh, we'll move on to, uh, the next segment now. All right, so my uh, final guest for this uh, two years of BSing special is my friend Jake Thrain.
6: Sean, how's it going? Good, how you been? Eh, You know, just working, living the dream. Not really, but (laughs) one day at a time, right?
0: Yeah, so you've been uh, one of my bigger, my biggest uh, promoters of this podcast. But.
6: Yeah, I, I, I like the message of um, giving people who, even if they have a platform of their own to discuss their views, just anyone to have a, you know, a, a medium in which to express their opinions and, and, and share what they're doing, I think that's a pretty righteous thing, and I don't see any reason why someone would not want to promote that kind of activity and you know, help pro- proliferate people's ideas and viewpoints on, a, on an equal medium.
0: And uh, you've helped me with uh, some of the ones you've gotten me the interview with Jeff Gillette
6: and Jesse bridges yep. And, yeah yep uh, Jeff Gillette was that that was one of those more interesting interviews I was just doing work at his house and <laughs> this old you know surfer looking dude he actually worked <laughs> on like several gold records and, like did things with very you know famous musicians it's kind of you know funny where you see like an average looking person like that and, and he's actually... done
0: like all this exciting.
6: Yeah, they yeah. had this extraordinary life, yeah. and and the fact that they're still, you know, not trying to use those experiences to like further their own persona, but just kind of just sort of living in uh, what's the what's the term for it? Just living in peace and quiet, I guess. I don't know, it's it's eluding my mind right now. But you know, be, it's it's cool to have someone like that, and then to give them the chance to relive like the the interesting parts of their life and reflect on it, and especially you know and exposing them to an audience that uh, or exposing an audience to them that would you know appreciate it so that was that was like a little diamond in the rough right there
0: yeah i think yeah and it's it was good to, to add like uh to the diversity too it's like have someone of an older generation because mm-hmm. like a majority is like more younger people i guess that, that, yeah
6: yeah i mean a, a lot of the the artists that you know he's worked with um i mean you know he did stuff with like dv king and like frankie valley and all yeah. that but, um, even, even to our generation, I mean, maybe not so much BB King just because he has, like, you yeah. know, he's kind of, like, transcend, he's, like, he's, like, like, a David Bowie level.
3: Yeah. Like, even though
6: you're not, you might not really be too familiar with him, he's such, like, a cultural icon that you are aware of his presence. But, um, you know, it was cool that, you know, just, just some of the work that he, he's done, and, uh, but, uh, you know, it's just, it's just cool to have people like that. Like, you never know, um, you never know who's in your neighborhood and what they've done it kind of, you know, like I said, everyone has a story and it's cool to give somebody a chance to tell it, especially if they're willing to you know, do so.
0: And, uh, so what, what do you think about like, uh, where the podcast has come from when
6: it first started until now? Uh, I think it's made, um, a, uh, a solid, uh, trajectory in terms of like a progression. Maybe if you want to kind of put it like, um, like musically, for example, like you look at bands like ZZ Top and Gojira, both of you, you know, as I'm sure you're familiar with, their their sound hasn't really changed much since they first came out. But every album is that, like they kind of knew what they wanted to do from the start. And they've just basically devoted their career to honing it and getting it to like what their initial, I mean, you have bands like Mastodon, where like if you look at what they first put out and what they are now, it's like night and day like totally different but like it's nice to see bands that are or ideas that are almost full in their initial inception it's just you kind of gotta you know like iron out the imperfections and kind of you know with each step even if it's only a gradual change you see like well you know like i like what i'm doing but maybe you just do this tiny little thing a little bit differently so it's a honing process and that's what i view the show as i mean you know when you when you have an idea of giving interesting people a platform in which they speak their minds that's a really good idea from the start. You know, there's not much you need to do to improve upon that. Like, that's a really, like, self-perpetuating idea. But, you know, I think what the show has really grown is just in the, um, the unexpected variety of the guests that you have. That's probably the strongest thing. Like, I don't think the format of the show itself needs much changing. It's just you always got to keep bringing in those interesting individuals to let them, you know, tell their tales.
0: Yeah. And I guess it's just,
6: uh, like... Having an eye for people like that and reaching out, yeah. I mean, it's not to say like you know that. I mean, like everybody has a story. They might not all be interesting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, I mean, just to you know, give them the chance to, if they're willing to uh, share it. I mean, like, like, there's a couple other you know people I'm gonna try to get on the show. Um, my my roommates band, the Zombie Mafia. They've been, you know, a, a, a you know a very prominent local Jersey horror punk band for lack of a better term they've been around for a while. I'm still trying to set up that interview for your Halloween special that yeah. we talked about, but it's hard enough to get them together for a for a show or a practice. Yeah. So maybe we'll have to try to figure something that out, but no, I mean the the the, the guitarist Dave um who I spoke to, he seems very down to it. I've spoken to a, a couple of the other bandmates as well, and I think it's something that uh they would appreciate. And um and then there's a uh, Jeff Grobe, who I think would be yeah. really cool to have on the show. The, yeah.
0: The rock star. From, turned, uh, they did the song Brandy. Then, Brandy, yeah.
6: when they were initially called Looking Glass, before they turned stars. And he was sort of like the rock star turned landscape architect. Hmm. Yeah, that's, I think that's, and, and he's, you know, I've known him for years. And, he's, and, and you have, too. He's always had uh, really interesting anecdotes and, and stories to, to share. And plus, you know, I mean, it would probably also be kind of cool to ask him about how many interviews he's done, if you think about it. You know, especially, I mean, he still is, he's still active musically, but his mainstream career is, is, you know, like in a a past generation, even though their influence is undoubtedly huge. I mean, you ask any sort of rock and roll band from the seventies and eighties, almost all of them with stars or looking glasses and influence, which is pretty, which I think is actually like really, when you ask bands like Motley Crue and Poison and like all these guys, like, who did you, who influenced you? And they're all saying this like little, you know, this one old band that like not many people still realize that's like I, I think that's actually almost cooler than being like a big you know a big time uh, rock group. Um, yeah. So and and we did a an episode for uh, number thirteen that was the BSing the BSing episode the double BSing episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was you know like it's 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 probably nice just to have like a free form. Hangout, chill kind of episode just to break up. And
0: that was kind of like the one that I recorded by mistake with uh
6: hideous for twenty-one to episode twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Sean Kane, hideous philosophers.
0: Yeah. For <laughs>
6: just chit-chatting, solving the world's problems one bit at a time, only to forget exactly what you said later. <laughs> That's so we... have we answered life's uh, biggest questions since that episode? Or I'm I'm, they... I'm sure we have. We probably just like like there was uh... a those late night alcohol induced philosophical conversations. It might've just gotten lost in the haze, but I'm sure if you look back to the episodes, there probably is the meaning to life, you know, buried somewhere in there, probably not 42, but (laughs) it's something. And, uh, any final thoughts you want to like say about the podcast or whatever? Stay tuned. You know. Um, there's as long as there, the way I see it is as long as there's a, there's interesting people in the world, which I mean, it would be terrible to have a world without interesting people. I think this podcast still has potential to to reach out to those folk and, like, I, like I keep saying, give them a, you know, just a means of which to, you know, talk and expose themselves to newer audiences and, you know, just feel like they can come on and speak their minds. That's you know, that's a huge, huge plus, especially when you have. And also, I think you you almost have like a cult following of your show. And it's and it's a great thing because you know when you have like a major like tabloid or news yeah. magazine you're so afraid to like what you're gonna say like how it's gonna be like presented and like misconstrued with a,
0: with a because you gotta a, jump on what's like sensational or what appear appeals yeah to or the you best. gotta or you
6: gotta you gotta cater and edit it as such whereas with a show like this there is not. There's no, there's like you said, there's no sensationalism, yeah. you know, aspect to it, which I think is, you know, it might not be as quote unquote necessarily exciting or uh, slanderous, but yeah. it's, I, I, I view it as, as more personal, more honest, more authentic. And I think, I mean, that's really what interviews are supposed to be about. So, I mean, sorry if we're not talking about somebody's crazy personal life, but you know, if, is, is that really anyone's business? You know, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yes. Yeah, st- uh, stay tuned and, keep checking in. And also if you and to the listeners out there, if they know anybody who thinks would make for a good guest or have a, you know, some wise words to share to send them your way. Yeah. That, that sounds good. Definitely. Uh, do that. Anyone who's listening.
0: So, uh, yeah. All right. So that does it for this two year episode, this two year, uh, anniversary episode of, uh, BSing with Sean K. Uh, we hope to, uh, well, hopefully, uh, There'll be the third-year one, and then, as I said before, the 10-year and the 20-year one, and we'll see where it goes from there. All right.